I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. No, more like journey with Rowan. Out the strip, we don't charge a penny. What is up, everybody? Woo, yeah! Another nice little break. Yeah, man. Always, always and forever. That's my fault last time. I've been lending out my sound equipment to people. You know, more and more I'm seeing our pattern of like, a couple episodes out, two, three week break. couple episodes <laughs> out, two, three week break. Well, if we had consistent listeners, you know, we'd put more episodes out. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So really, I feel like this is on them. Because this, this you know, is on you guys, actually. It's, but <laughs> like, but then again, they would say it's on us for not like really advertising anymore. We have an Instagram that we just really do not give a fuck about. <laughs> we we don't we don't. I I mean I don't I don't know, man. I I'm because I've become more and more disillusioned with social media. Like I don't I I got a fucking Twitter because I just thought yeah. Every time I would get on, there's just shit talking Twitter and bad news is and I was like you know cesspool. what fuck this shit if you want to know how much yeah. of a cesspool it is all I'm getting on my social media right now is the memes of this titan sub that got lost looking for the titanic yeah. and honestly I seen it was like I laugh I die I laugh I go I go to hell and like, I, I seen it was like one of them was like someone had a sound like like um, they've released the sound recording of the knocking mm. that was heard under the water. I'll come back to that in a yeah. couple of seconds after revelations. Literally, I saw minutes before starting this podcast. Um, then it came up to the point, like the you remember the old vine of like, hey, help me, I am under the water. There is too much rain. It goes to that, bro. And I just, went, <clears throat> I was like, no. 
But it's like, like, I don't know what that knocking was, but apparently this submarine exploded before it even got to the Titanic. It got to, Jeez. apparently, like, they found debris trapped in mm -hmm. trapped in seaweed on, like, a seabed, and it's got the frame that, the like, the Titan sub, like, sort of is carried off in, and the rear yeah. of it. So, basically, it exploded in Bruce food. What a, what a fucking, just what a dark story, you know? It is. It is. <laughs> Like you want to know how shitty it is in in the UK, um, a ch uh, one of our channels, like Channel Five, I think it is, is releasing the documentary today. These motherfuckers are barely like they're not even chum yet to some fish, and yep. these guys are like, "Yo, get this documentary out now!" Fuck I you, saw Netflix. So many, like, dude, I saw so many. Netflix memes of like them looking at this like oh here's our our next fucking four part docu series and I'm like Jesus Christ man you heard this shit was being controlled by a Logitech game controller I heard that I heard the it. amount of memes I've seen is like my shit's got stick drift bro <laughs> come on no like oh man just. We're, the the amount like it all in, honestly man it just shows me how fucking desensitized we are to this shit. Like, Honest honestly like you you see, like if you want to, if you're one of those people that is so blind to the way some people live and the way other people live, especially in the UK and America, the like the class divide. If you didn't yeah. think that was prominent or even existed in 2023, you are wrong. Go on to TikTok, go on to Instagram, go on to Twitter. Like one of the like one of these memes that you shouldn't be liking if you are a, yeah. a decent human being, because five people, including a child, have died. More than likely, yeah. Because I, I was reading yeah. earlier today. I mean, as of today, the thing the thing no longer has oxygen. Well, it's, it exploded. Well, yeah. So it no longer yeah. has oxygen. That was not supposed to be a joke, and we did not intend for it to be a joke, and I apologize for it coming out that way, but Jesus Christ, the, the look on both of our fucking faces as soon as we finish that, that little bit, uh, we're I like, am, oh. I am, I'm shocked and appalled. I'm flabbergasted. Bro, I'm, I am I'm, tearing I'm, up I'm so dumbfounded. much right now. <laughs> But a little bit of me does also agree. You're paying two hundred fifty thousand to go to the bottom of the ocean to see a rusty piece of metal. Why? I don't know, man. That I, is like that is some I'm, next I'm level so, one so, percenter of bullshit. Like, the, the the other part of this fucking story is the stepson of one of the billionaires who's died is. Mm -hmm. On Twitter, asking OnlyFans models to sit on his face oh, I saw that. and went to a fucking Blink One Eighty Two concert. I saw that. Shit. All I've done yeah. is like is like a few memes in the in the solace of my room, where no one is on my own phone, where I don't think anyone's looking. If they are, they're doing a very good job of hiding themselves, because you never know who's on your phone these days, especially you know, 
uh, like a couple of years ago in 2019 everyone had an fbi agent reading their messages it's like yeah. after you send like a third message to your ex the fbi agent goes bro come on <laughs> <laughs> but this Bruh, mother, enough's enough. this mother this dumbass is like oh i'm so sad let me clap them cheeks though Damn, girl! <laughs> I'm so sad. Can I, wanna, I wipe my tears with your booty cheeks, please? I wanna, I wanna feel like my dad does between your cheeks. Can you suffocate me? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because <laughs> we're free balling. <laughs> We'd give a shit if anyone listens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this podcast is going to come back to hoarders if any of our projects actually get made. <laughs> might oh, yeah. Need to, might need to yeet this out of uh, out of existence. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> hey, Ed, what's this about freeballing on this Instagram that you're part of? Don't. Just don't. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> don't do it. My publicist in one, like, in a couple of years' time will look at me and go, Ed, is there anything you need to tell me about... There's about a hundred episodes of a podcast where we swear we're sexist, we're possibly a little bit racist, we made fun of those guys that died looking for the Titanic, and we shit on every creative who's ever made a movie ever. So there's that. <laughs> but I th but I think that's it. And maybe you know, a crippling OnlyFans addiction <laughs> that if anyone ever recognizes me, probably fucked there too. <laughs> Just when I think I'm out, Angela White pulls me back in again. <laughs> Angela White released a new video? Yo, I could start in the can in a couple of minutes to watch that shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, right, okay, man. so we, let's, uh, we need it. let's, let's. Let's shift gears a little bit. Shift, shift um, gears, shift gears. Things are still fucked in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> so the obviously we've been talking about the writer's strike. It's now we're what fifty days in. Yeah, roughly. approaching its and, month. and so what a lot of people were expecting were was the DGA and SAG to kind of eventually join them in the picket lines with their own strikes. Um, One of those motherfuckers pulled out early. Oh, yeah. So SAG is obviously still kind of on the verge of of a strike, but the DGA, the Directors Guild of America, I, I don't see that happening, especially mm -hmm. with their, their tentative I think SAG has, has, SAG has started striking. I've got a bunch of videos. Oh, yeah, Hannah Waddingham is in um, LA with pickets with uh, Nick Mason. So like all the Ted Lasso but, uh, crew were there picketing. But is it is it a SAG strike or is they just supporting the writers? Oh, I'm not too sure. I've seen because I've definitely like, I've definitely seen so many a bunch posts of actors, about this now. Yeah, like I've definitely seen actors striking with the writers. Mm -hmm. Like in support. I think so that, I know SAG is definitely in support. But I'm definitely I definitely saw authorization from SAG. Yeah, no that that is. That is for sure. I think it was like a 97 point something percent overall authorization for oh, a strike right, if it gets right. to that point. Oh, okay. So maybe it's like they're on the verge. Yeah. But last last I heard, like, executives are are crumbling. 
that was the last yeah, big piece I mean, of information it, I got from um the like I know a bunch of people don't trust like the Independent or Time, um or Guardian. Like you can't, mm-hmm. yeah. News media, you take take it with a a whole heap of salt. Uh, but I, I've seen reports that executives are listening, but maybe that's just like sort of cool the waters a little bit. I think you know, like it, this is no longer going viral like as much as it was a couple of weeks ago for them mm-hmm. to still give as much as a shit as they did before. Now yeah. everyone's just like, so we're not getting anything next year. And it's like, it's going to get to the point where like the, the general public are just going to be pissed off because of like all the delays, like beyond, like I know beyond the spider verse is probably delaying itself because of like one, the success of across the spider verse. So to, like, and then, you know, they want to increase what they already have. But we're meant to get that next year. We're now not getting that till 2027. Uh, I don't know if I can wait that long for that movie because Across, across the Spider-Verse was, holy fuck, so damn good. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. So good. It doesn't, I, I don't see signs of, like, I, I know someone on the front lines and he he is literally telling me that, like, it's fucked. It's it's not coming to an end anytime soon. No, it's not, and it's it's hard. And then like you know, you 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 kind of told me about the news with um, Turner Classic Movies and yes. and Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah, so we I was got reading that about this yesterday. About. And like I was I was kind of looking into it, and like it's it's a huge it's a huge deal. Like you know, mm-hmm. like the idea of Turner Classic Movies. I, I remember as a kid, every Halloween, that's where I, that's where I was watching the old like the old Universal Monster movies, you know, Dracula, the Wolfman, you know, Frankenstein and all of those yep. movies. Yep. So it was a it's a ma- it's a big thing for me. And then like That's where I found uh lo- what, what the Westworld movie, like after the series came out, I was like, mm-hmm. yo, like my dad was like, This is based off a movie, you know? Like Yul Brenner. I was like, yeah. motherfucker, Yul Brenner's in that shit. I went to go find it. Turn classic movies. Yeah. And it's just like, in terms of what the it's idea a piece of, of film is, history, it is like it. It is, and that's what it did. It preserved. It's like, it. it's, like it's, it's like if out of nowhere, like you know, the Criterion Collection stopped the uproar. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it is in like that, like toe and like toe and toe. Criterion Collection, oh, yeah. Turner Classic Movies, and like it was. It's crazy to think that it's like it's such a huge deal. That according to to um the deadline, Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, and Paul Thomas Anderson got on, tried to get on like an emergency call with David uh, Zaslav. Zaslav. Yeah, Zaslav. I, I have yeah. no idea how to pronounce it. Yeah, that Zaslav. And like trying to figure out how they could potentially save it. Because mm-hmm. it's it, again, it, we're talking about it's a channel where these classic movies still endure. These classic movies still persevere. Yep. And to take that away is is taking away an outlet where a lot of people won't be like, I personally love like on a, on max or, you know, on HBO max and all of that stuff, their whole, their big, they have it on there. They have their hub on there with TCM and all of the yeah. stuff that they have on there. And I fucking love it. Like the amount of classic movies that I've never seen. And I'm now getting into has been like mind blowing, dude. Like I'm talking like 
stuff from the 70s, stuff from the 60s that I've never seen before that I'm watching now for the first time is amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And if you if you take that away, you're taking away so many great movies, so many great works of art. And it's like, where, where would you go to see them? It, know, it's dude. such a convenient way to go about it. But, it's like there's no video stores um, left anymore, really. Yeah. I know there's but like there's a like there's a little area in Barnes and Noble. There's a few mom and pops places still alive, but like you know, like film history classics, mm-hmm. like or like you know, Hitch, like we're talking Hitchcock, uh, um, Powell and Pressburger. Like, come on, man. Yeah, man. It just so seems it's, like it's, you know every every week like shit seems to be going down like even uh, like the other thing we were talking about like because me and Sebastian we usually talk about like sort of before the podcast starts like you know what are we gonna sort of do before like before the break before we talk about our big thing I also we also mentioned that we we both started Secret War and how just borderline disgusted we were that Marvel thought it was a good idea to use an AI generated opening. Like read the fucking like, uh, room, you fucking dum dums. Like we we obviously did give them the benefit of the doubt because obviously this was done before all of this started. Yeah, it was but like they, they like probably they, had they like probably they had this know. opening ready like for like for a while, and like it it had had AI not been a problem in filmmaking overall, the idea of AI being the opening to Secret Invasion actually kind of works because like. AI invading like our yeah. everyday and, life. And, it actually like And apparently that's why they used it because I that's can understand the idea why they've they used it. But honestly, like Yeah, no, not abs- the right just... not the right time. Nah. Nah. And it's cause and it's, it's funny because we were talking about then, you know, they should get rid of it, but I don't I think at this point, with the way that these shows usually go, it's too late. It's yeah. that's just gonna be the opening. It's but like, like yeah, it's, no, so it's, it's it's an intern's job every Wednesday just to press a button to release that fucking piece of shit. Yep. It's not a piece of shit because the first episode beyond the opening credits is it's really good. fucking is it's really good. If you're a fan like, of Marvel, I, I, if you're a fan love, of Marvel, I love the tone of it, man. Like oh, the, yeah. the spy thriller aspect of it. It gives me, um, it gives me Winter Soldier vibes. Mm. That's exactly what I thought too. I was watching. Like, I like. I, I looked at my dad like halfway through the episode. I was like, "This feels like Winter Soldier." Because it is obviously as bombastic as it is. It's like world scale. There's something about it feeling grounded and kind of dark. And like, like I was telling, I was talking with my brother and my sister. We were watching it. It's like, but I was like, I low key kind of I like when stuff is set in Russia. In modern times, because even as modern as it is now, they still give it that desaturated, kind of gray, kind of dismal look. And don't forget and that works. fucking soundtrack of oh. just like <laughs> men just like echoing in the background. Yep. <laughs> so what is this? Goldeneye? Come on. <laughs> but it, but it's it's good, man, and, and it works. And I really I really I really like it. Goldeneye so. gave this look to like all things Russian. Like in the mid nineties, and it's just stuck. <laughs> it's like with the fucking the orange hue for any time there's characters go to Mexico and any sort of media. It's like, it's like you go to Mexico now, and you're like, 
Wait a minute. This isn't fucking orange. <laughs> I was lied to? Well, there was a show last year where they went to Mexico. And I, I like I even exclaimed out loud, I was like, please don't go orange. And it did. I can't remember what it was. Oh. Was it Cobra Kai? I think it may have been Cobra Kai. The late season when mm. they're in Mex they're in Mexico in the beginning. <laughs> and like they've got the orange to start off with, but as soon as they get out of the car, they're clearly on an LA beach. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really you couldn't film in Mexico. The annoying Australian really? shows up to like to piss them off, and I was like what the fuck is like it was like it was meant to be this huge thing like you know oh mm -hmm. yeah miguel's gonna finally meet his dad he's gonna like be a badass it's like we got two episodes we got two fucking episodes in mexico and they were useless yep <laughs> yep they've um they've started the table read last week they did the oh, table read that. for the um for their final season so that that clearly means scripts are in a good enough position where they can be worked on but like yeah it's i still i still watched it and i was like felt oh no mate feels a little bit dodgy like <laughs> i mean it, as as long as they were as long as the scripts were done before the strike obviously they can they can still they can still make that shit but yeah no i i it's gonna be it's gonna be weird it's gonna be interesting to see how that process plays out. All right, so we're going to throw it to a break and we will be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sasha! I wasn't making memes about the Titan. I was making memes about Titan AE. You know that shitty cartoon movie? Matt Damon? Come on, come back to me. <laughs> I love that that was both incredibly relevant and such a deep cut at the same time. <laughs> Oh, fucking Titan AE. <laughs> it's in the same it's in the same forgotten boat with uh Treasure fucking Planet. Well, Treasure I feel like Treasure Planet has like a, it has a massive cult audience, man. I, I, uh, you know, not Titan AE. I mean, it could, Titan AE has nothing. 
Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, in comparison to fucking Titan AE, it, the, the, the cult audience for Treasure Planet is fucking massive. But, you, like, as, as small as our listener base is, none of these motherfuckers have heard of Treasure Planet or Titan AE. Probably not. Let's just throw, let's just throw another one out there. Page Master. Let's just confuse these motherfuckers even further. The Page the Master. Page Master. Fucking, Fucking Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Matthew Modine is the uh, the dad as well. Jesus. <laughs> the Black Cauldron. There's there's, a, there's another one. The original the Lord Black- of the Rings for me. I went from the Black Cauldron <laughs> to the Fellowship pretty much. <laughs> that dog that was basically Gollum. <laughs> you got another one? Uh, you got? Uh, you got? Any, you got tra- any? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Um, Dinosaur. There we go. That really oh, weird like anime. Yeah, the 3D anime. Yeah, bro. I had a. I had a. It- a little bath time play figure of like the the dinosaur that was trying to eat everyone the 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 carnivorous or whatever it's called. Yeah, <laughs> that fucking movie. <laughs> it made no sense. <laughs> was this just like it was basically March of the Penguins with just voice acting <laughs> and 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 the dinosaur and dinosaurs and for some reason lemurs. <laughs> lemurs. You got one. You got. You already like, got a movie. I'm just. I'm still a dinosaur, dude. Like I'm. I'm just like in this movie. We're supposed to believe that this giant <laughs> fucking dinosaur just gets adopted by a family of lemurs. <laughs> like what the fuck? Okay. Um. Sword in the stone. Sword in the stone, bro. That's a blast from the past. Sauna so reminds me of that motherfucking one where the um Oh, what's that one where the motherfucker turns into a swan? Swan? No, no idea. I I think I know. Ah, what the hell is the name of the it's is it it's the Don swan Bluth the movie, swan right? princess. This yeah, it's mo- a Don Bluth, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This mother yeah, yeah. like Jack Palance as well, holy shit. This mother, these motherfuckers turn into swans in this movie, but it is dark because, like, I'm pretty sure the swan gets hunted, like, like without realizing that it's a guy in the swan. Like, they start mm-hmm. hunting it. Fuck, man. Um, this has the same art style as that uh, Robin Hood movie. Um, Oliver and Company. That that shit's un. I Oliver love that company. fucking movie. It's so underrated. Fucking Billy Joel, the Bette Great Midler, Mouse Detective, the Great Mouse Detective, bro. Down down under, bro. The Great Mouse Detective <laughs> down under. Holy down shit! Under. You got the you got the snake hunting for the fucking eggs, my G. <laughs> you know what I fucking love? You know what I love is that if this to anyone else. This would more than likely be the subject of the episode, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. I just, I just came in. I came in with Titan AE, bro. And you were like, yo. <laughs> but like, it's so good. It's like, damn. I love Titan should... AE. I loved Titan AE. 
I loved all these movies. Oh, Page Master, Titan AE, fucking uh, Treasure Planet. Saw all these movies you in cinema, was, bro. You know what was a movie that that an animated movie that threw me off? I it's just the cast of it. Fucking Anastasia, Christopher Lloyd is Rasputin in it. I I don't I I know of the movie. I don't think I ever saw it. No, I never I never saw it. You know why? Mm. You know why? I thought this motherfucker was some form of Fantasia sequel. And mm. I hated Fantasia. I I rem I remember like I was a little kid. Here's yeah. here's me. Like like I'm I'm like a little I'm a little bab. And for some reason I'm watching Fantasia. And like I remember being more scared than anything. Because the brooms come alive and you've got, like, for some reason, everyone's animated, but there's this, like, composer that's just yeah. like... Ktsh, ktsh. I'm like, bro, stop. stop. And, like, this like, the movie finished, and I was like, what was the point? Honestly, dude, I think that's why Fantasia is, like, a low-key, like, stoner magic mushroom... <laughs> classic for people because I, I imagine though. if you watch that like I, I imagine if you watch that shit on another plane that thing's gonna take you to another plane, another plane. <laughs> the astral plane <laughs> for real did you get the stone yes and what did it cost you everything <laughs> <laughs> holy shit Thanos is here it's that world where the water doesn't make any sound <laughs> It's just like, cry, dude. Imagine waking up to this, like, you know, uh, hi. Did you get the stone? I saw Fantasia stoned. <laughs> so Fantasia. I got the Philosopher's Stone. I don't know how. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I love Harry Potter. No, I don't. I hate Harry Potter. <laughs> Who the fuck? Fuck is the philosopher. The philosopher's stone. Excuse I all the fuck me. Bro, I still know it as the sorcerer's stone. Oh, it's the sorcerer's stone for you. It's the philosopher's stone for me. And like when it was initially printed initially printed out, it was the sorcerer's stone. And then for some reason it was changed to the philosopher's stone. I, still I guess the, the sorcerer makes more sense because then you you know yeah but even exactly then, who's who's sorcering who's the who's philosophizing with the stone bro who is taking this fucking stone and Literally letting had their a way through life to name this motherfucking <laughs> shit Harry Potter the boy who lived it's like that TikTok video where someone like gives the um takes all the names of the Star Wars movies and actually put mm -hmm. them puts them where they should be and ev yeah. like everyone's mind is like he ain't wrong though this mother this motherfucker just cooked and he cooked good <laughs> I am medium rare leave me to rest for five to ten minutes then slice me up dip me in sauce serve me with some chips Mushrooms, I'm hungry now. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I'm not. Because if I eat again, I'll, like, I'll have more. 
So today's subject, we've got more directors. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So this week we're doing we're going a little bit differently. Um, obviously the last the last couple of episodes we've done where we kind of focused on directors, we just kind of focus on one. Mm-hmm. But we thought it would be interesting and a lot more fun if we each picked a director and had them go head to head. Ooh, 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 ooh. C- c- can I do something here? As as yeah. as, the, as the intro to this, it's time to duel. Yeah, So so the way this is gonna work, we've each we've each picked our director. We've each picked our um, three movies, and the three movies are gonna fall into three different categories. Got blockbuster. We got mid range movie, and we got early movie like early in their career movie mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're going to kind of talk about each movie a little bit and then kind of look at uh budgets how much they actually made and then what their overall rating on imdb is and then from there we're going to decide who the better director is so this week in the ring in one in corner the, in the one corner <laughs> we have the bombastic michael bay Ooh, I like how you, the, the, in, the use of bombastic there is uh is nice. Approved. Thank you, thank you. And <laughs> in the other corner, stuck in slow motion, is Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. So I will be representing Michael Bay, and Ed will be representing Mr. Zack Snyder. Right. So Zack. Zack Schneider. What have you? Uh, what, so, what have you? What, what, um, uh, sorry if like my voice is like sort of one-sided. I'm looking at my computer. Um, <laughs> where are we going? Uh, where are we going? Where, where are you going to go first? I mean, I guess it, it makes sense to kind of start early, then do mid, and then you know, end with blockbuster. So that's kind of how I was seeing it. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, uh, early, mid, then block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so before, before honestly, before I get into that, and some of the, the picks for, for Bay, one of the things that I noticed in looking at his IMDb, because I don't think I've ever actually looked at what he's done directorially. The man has done so many fucking music videos. But what's crazy to me, especially when I was like, okay, you know, I got to pick a mid-range movie for him the man does so many blockbusters i think that's like a majority how do you, of how do you choose just how do you choose just one exactly and i was like fuck like his his early one was was, was fairly easy for me to pick like it wasn't that difficult it was and the blockbuster i already kind of knew which one i was going to pick going in because you know i was personal preference i feel like is also going to play a factor in our choices mm-hmm but I think I think overall, you know, I hit I hit that mid range pretty okay. So starting off with early. I I I struggled with mid range on Zack Schneider like big time. Oh really? Like early, I've already told you that I kind of cheated a bit. Otherwise, this would just be a whitewash for Michael Bay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope no one yells at me for the early movie that I've chosen. Uh, it it works though. Like, like mm-hmm. I I like I agreed with it. Um, my block, my blockbuster, I mean, like I had, I, I, 
actually had a difficult time choosing because mm -hmm. like after a certain movie Zach basically kind of fell off yeah and he's like he's been like he's got that Netflix deal now and honestly I don't consider any movie released from Netflix a blockbuster yeah that's fair like in 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 like let's you know being fair like mm -hmm. streaming is like streamer based movies especially netflix amazon they're still kind of new i don't know how those motherfuckers make money like <laughs> i have no idea so i'll kick us off with my pick for his er an early film of his and that is going to be bad boys that's a good choice. What was so what did you did you happen to like did you happen to see like any other choices you could have had? There were there were a couple like um, Armageddon and uh, The Rock were were a couple. I watched were a The couple Rock ones last weekend. Kind of stood out to me. Like I've seen it before. I watched it with my dad last weekend. Mm -hmm. Bro, oh, I fucking love The Rock, man. That is that is such like that is such an enjoyable movie. Like honestly, mm -hmm. honestly, honestly, nah, honestly, nah. Well, I mean, I went, I went with Bad Boys because you know, if if the IMDb is to be believed, it was his first, his first feature. Oh shit! Like you know, especially transitioning, transitioning from music videos to features. You know, he's got Bad Boys. You got Will Smith. You got Martin Lawrence. You've got Miami. You've got all these little things that eventually would become like staple Michael Bay things. And budget wise, it was made on like a $19 million budget, but it grossed Fuck over a hundred, almost 140. The first bad yeah, boys grossed 141 $19 million budget. Yep. My mid movie, like my, my early movie and my mid movie are more than that. Well, I mean, also keep keep in mind though, Bad Boys came out in '95. Uh, okay, I, so this is a budget from '95. I I like, I put Bad Boys in that sort of realm. Like it had notoriety in the mid '90s, like with like the Fast and Furious franchise, all that all that yeah. kind of shit. Like they're sort of of the same ilk. I hadn't like so mid '90s makes sense makes sense for that budget. Yeah, so, and it's and it's crazy because like again, man's first feature, he had to prove himself, and it, and obviously he did, he did like he took a nineteen million dollar budget and he led it to one hundred and forty one million dollars overall gross. God damn, it's not bad, especially considering you know the time, you know obviously it's movies movies in the nineties were very different, <laughs> and like budgets and all and like all of that stuff, so. And it led him to do like Armageddon and The Rock and and, and stuff like I that. I can't believe those. I, I can't believe both of those of, movies come after Bad Boys One. Honestly, right? Right. So, you've done spoke about the movie. We've done budget. Early. We've done box office. What is the IMDb rating for Bad Boys One, my guy? So IMDb rating for Bad Boys One is a six point eight out of ten. For me, that's low. 
but I love me some Michael Bay sit down, unwind, bombast like you you said it, bombastic. Like that that is the mm-hmm. perfect descriptor for Michael Bay movies. But like Oh yeah. Honest like if you want to say something has been overly criticized for not being perfect, like you can do that for almost all Michael Bay movies, I would say. But I uh, that's higher than mm-hmm. I was expecting. I mean, I I think a lot of it, you know, there's obviously direction to be considered. But for the most part, Bad Boys falls on the shoulders of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. And like, you know, their, their performance, their chemistry. That's why there's f- like three of those movies now. Potentially a four. Oh, no, there's going to be it. And there's going to be a fourth one. There's going to be a fourth one. Yeah, they're, fil- they're filming it. It's one of those yeah. that it, it dodged. Uh, it dodged the. It dodged the strike. They're still filming, I think. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, it's it's impressive to see where it started, where it's going. But yeah, I think I think Michael Bay kind of knocked it out of the park with. Like he had to. He had no choice but to knock it out of the park with this one. Yeah. And he did. He you did. Know, that's how. Yeah, I, like that's how you start a career. Started Michael Bay. Started, um, well, Will Smith was still going, but Martin Lawrence was like, didn't they get Martin Lawrence from SNL? Possibly. No, no, no. He was, he was a, he was a stand-up. But was like, stand- oh shit. Because at that, at this point, Smith was doing Fresh Prince. Yes. So what Bad Boys did was help establish him as a bankable movie star. Damn. So this is what led to that transition. So it, in a sense, it did start Will Smith. Yeah. That's like crazy. the Will Smith that we now know, yeah. the you know, hop on a stage, slap a slap a motherfucker, Chris Will Smith. Turn turn down movies for Wild Wild West. Yeah, got it. Yeah, cool. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> turn down <laughs> Matrix for Wild Wild West to be more specific. Yep. Turn down what could have been an iconic role for you know, whatever the hell Wild Wild West was. <laughs> right. So I have had the chance to catch up. All right. And with Zack Schneider titties. My early movie. Now, I'm pretty sure people are expecting uh, Dawn of the Dead. Because mm-hmm. that, that, that is Zack Schneider's first ever film written by James Gunn. I love that movie to death. But I went in 300. I Ooh, think okay. had he not done 300, Zack Schneider wouldn't have got the the Watchmen gig wouldn't have got the, like the overall sort of the hero. Well, not, well, not the hero, but like, you know, the comic book maestro movie maker that he was like Dawn of the Dead was just like a box standard remake. People take it as it is, but 300, like if you want to, like if we're talking like, you know, Michael Bay wrote, like was Rose, um, Rose to fame through, um, uh, bad boys. Zack Schneider mm-hmm. went to the f- went to fucking Pluto with three hundred, because this like this motherfucker's box office was sixty five million. I don't think you're prepared for the glo- the the amount this mo- this this movie made globally. Four hundred fifty six million. Jesus, that is a ridiculous come up. N- like. I know that's now. Like, let's mm-hmm. let, like let me just hop on IMDb Pro. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm 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 DP Pro. You can look at the um, like the opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So let me just let me get let me let me get them let me get them numbers for you, you little fucker. No, I'm not Andre three thousand. Fucking shit. <laughs> opening Andre. weekend. Opening weekend was was seventy million. So even on the opening weekend, it made its it made its budget. And then it just continued to rise. Overall, in the US and Canada, 210 million. This motherfucker okay. made more worldwide than it did in US and Canada. That is that is that is ridiculous. And it's one of those that it's it's a Frank Miller graf- Frank Miller graphic novel, and we all know Zack Snyder and Frank Miller. They've got a history. Yeah. Like I think Frank Miller just hates any like any director that decides to in like make his shit into movies because frank miller has this whole idea of like what's on the page needs to be translated into the movie and it just doesn't it doesn't and it won't ever work it It won't ever work like that this guy is like i love frank miller but this motherfucker just needs to shut up and enjoy some movies like (laughs) and that's what zach schneider does zach schneider like i like he enjoy like i enjoy 300 300 is one of my favorite movies but yeah, so that that that's my that's my early that's my early mo that's my early movie. You know, you got um Gerard Butler in here. I mean Lena he- Lena Headey, Dominic West. Like my like this if you don't like this movie started Michael Fassbender, let's be serious now. Mm-hmm. There's so many like so many actors in here and you, when you consider this movie at like 2006, what Ger- what was Gerard Butler doing at the time? I'm pretty sure Law Abiding Citizen was about this time. Mm. Lena Headey, fucking Game of Thrones is still five years away. Oh, it's still massive. Yeah. yeah. No, but like, it, like you know, because of 300, yeah. Lena Headey probably got the Game yeah, of Thrones she, gig. It, it put, yeah, it put her on the map. Because she's yeah, a kick-ass, sure. she plays a kick-ass queen in 300. And there's obviously, you know, the this is Sparta moment. It's yeah. going to live on forever. It's Sparta! Yeah. I always loved the um the PG like one of the first videos I ever saw on YouTube was 300 PG. It's like this is Cake Town. Brush your teeth. <laughs> Fastbender's like leaping off the rock with a toothbrush rather than his sword. <laughs> but it's like like you know we we opened up um Zack Schneider as the king of slow motion. Oh, it is all over the place. Oh, 300, yeah. like, there's like like three hundred is a hundred is a two-hour movie almost, hundred and seventeen minutes. This movie with like without slow motion, ninety minutes, ninety minutes easy. <laughs> like thirty minutes of slow motion. Jesus you know when you you know when you're in class, like you've been told to deliver a script. And you just hate those, like you hate it when you like it's it's your turn for your script to be read, and like the teacher and all of your other like cohorts in your class are like, oh, you can take this scene out. I was like, well, you can fucking take your whole script and throw it in the bin. <laughs> take this scene out. This scene's perfect. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that's what Zack Schneider's like with his slow motion. <laughs> take it out. Are you absolutely insane? Do you know what will happen? Nothing. No. No. Something will happen. I'll Fuck be you. sad. 
the whole movie you, know, you just you just go home and cry and you contemplate like writing a whole nother script because you don't want to destroy the one that you've written <laughs> i've not been there much um right so time for the early the early face off you i i would say like let's just like before we do my uh rating reveal um i am more impressed by what bad boys made compared to how much it cost more so than 300 mm -hmm. 300 had a, like had more of us had more of a like had more of a kickstart of course you're going to be able to make movies if you've already got money like yeah that was that you know that that is the forever struggle like i imagine getting bad boys funded took some some balls and i know um michael bay's music like music video history like you it's where he got the whole low angle like mm -hmm. pan, uh, panorama from he, like i'm pretty sure there's a music video that came out i forgot who it was for um before bad boys and he basically reuses that exact sort of miami dade airport shot in yeah in bad boy in, in bad boys one he loves reusing shots like the um in the island where the bmw crashes on the highway Mm -hmm. reusing transformers when bone crusher transforms on the highway it is literally shot for shot just one of them has a bmw one of them has bone crusher um yeah so i feel like you win that but my movie blows you out the water rating i'm a 7.6 <laughs> damn that's Dude! crazy all right that's fair but it's uh, uh let's just say for Zack Schneider, it is all downhill from here. <laughs> I mean, st just straight down, bro. <laughs> but... My other two movies wish they could be bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right. So moving on. To mid. To mid. All right. So for mid... Like I said, this one this one was difficult because like the man's done primarily blockbusters. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. I would say like yeah. big budgets, big names, big explosions, big franchises. So looking at everything that he's did, I kind of that's kind of why I started looking at budgets. So I was like, okay, what's Ooh, the mid range yeah. budget? Yep. So, and I found one that's. Relatively mid range, considering that when it, it came out, I would I would argue that it was a low budget for when it came out. Okay, I'm I'm and like, that, you, you've teased me enough. And the movie is Pain and Gain. Pain and Gain. I had I been with, uh, had I been on Bay Patrol, I would have chose Pain and Gain as my mid two, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker like, saw that one-page article in like a Miami newspaper and was like, "That's sick," and decided to make a movie out of it. <laughs> and, and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a bad movie. It's not a, it's not the the best movie. I but like it's pain. Like, I like Pain and Gain. I I love I love the rock I love the rock in it. I love him and Mark Wahlberg working together. I thought Anthony Mackie was great. I'm gonna put my beef so in the tacos. Everybody gonna it's, get pieces of this. Like it's so crazy to like. What I don't know if you I keep seeing TikToks about um, 
like comparing John Cena, Batista, and The Rock mm-hmm. as actors, you know, wrestlers turned actors. And the, big, the biggest argument is that, oh yeah, 100%. 100%. And they're like, so it, in terms of that, it's it'd be ranking, it'd be Batista, Cena, and then The Rock. And, you know, you people argue, it's like, yeah, but The Rock's been doing this forever, so shouldn't he get like a bump? It's like, no, because Batista goes out of his way to work with amazing directors yeah. in different stories and really push himself as an actor. James Cena, Gunn, Denise Villeneuve. Like, Cena's found his comfortable place. He, he, he could do action, and he's he's naturally funny. So him mm-hmm. kind of, you know, he's got Peacemaker, he's did some stuff with Fast and the Furious, and that's he's great. So he's, he's in his great bag. cock blockers, John, uh, John Cena. And, and, and he's, you know, he, he's found his niche, and he's sticking to it. The Rock has done the same thing, and it feels like the problem with that, though, is he's the same fucking character and everything. But not in Pain and Gain. But not in Pain and Gain. And I swear to God, if he did more shit like Pain and Gain, if he did more stuff like his early career, and I'm not talking about the kids' movies, like I'm talking about stuff like um, Gridiron and Gang. Uh, walking Tall, to be Cox. Walking, walking, walking Tall and stuff like that. Career would be so much different. That movie where so he's different. the like he's the the lorry driver, I think. It's got Barry Pepper in it. Mm-hmm. Let me let me find that one. I remember watching that. Oh, of course, you... IMDb had to reload the fucking page. Fuck you, you piece of shit website. I th- he was in. A, what was the name of the movie he did? I think it was called Be Cool. He was he played like an actor in it or something. That's a remake. Be Cool. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. 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 Oh, come on. I'm not looking for fucking Rod Steiger the Rock, am I? Stupid slag. <laughs> Motherfuckers in but Free like Guy? Him... Who, is, who is in Free Guy? Oh, he's, he's bank robber number two. Never knew that. <laughs> Baywatch, Central, Central Intelligence, San Andreas. Snitch. He was in this movie. He was in this movie called Snitch. I really, I, and I like, I rate that movie. Mm-hmm. Man, he's been in a lot. Let's not talk about Doom. And like, <laughs> and like, you know, in him in this movie, playing off of Wahlberg, playing off of Mackie, just really works. And I think so. The budget of this movie is twenty six million dollars. Mm-hmm. Came out in twenty thirteen. Like at the at the year this came out for Michael Bay, pretty low. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, so it's 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 crazy, right? And like the hold on, and the overall gross was eighty seven point three million, which isn't not too bad. Right. It's a, it, you know obviously it, it it made money. Obviously, yeah. probably not as much as it could have. No. But considering the kind of movie it is, I think it it works overall. And pain, you know, pain and gain is a good is it's it's a it's a fun movie to watch. Oh yeah, definitely one. Uh, like if if you're at home, you're having a couple of beers, you've ordered some food you, with your boys. I like yep. you know if you're not watching like fucking Project X, Twenty One and Over, you know you want to watch an action movie. Uh, you know, one wants to watch Bad Boys. I'd throw Pain and Gain into the frying pan. That's a yep. fun movie. This That's is a definitely fun movie. a. S- this is definitely a solid bro movie night movie. Yeah, hundred percent. Definitely a bro like bro movie. That's probably what 
did it so like did it so poorly like everyone knows it's, it's, it was a it was a bro movie <laughs> it's a bro movie yeah it's a bro movie because michael bay came out the same year as two guns i think mark, yeah um, i think so mark Wahlberg and Denzel Wahlberg washington and washington yep. yeah that was not a good movie are you ready for the for the imdb i'm no because my mid is crap oh man okay so it is sitting at a 6.4 out of 10 on imdb I I thought I was gonna be able I like I thought this shit was gonna be like maybe a, like a five point nine like pain and gain. I didn't think people liked mm-hmm. this movie at all. But like that just goes like to show it. like it's six point four. Yep. 6.4. My blockbuster is a six point four. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> so my my mid, let's just let's just get over with. Like if we're talk, if we're talking Zack Schneider, like this motherfucker, this motherfucker went from three hundred to Watchmen, and you think, oh, the sky, this the the sky's the limit for this motherfucker, and then he decides to do fucking sucker punch. It it's literally like if you look in Zack Schneider's list of movies, you know how mid this movie is. It's literally in the middle. Of his repertoire. This was this was so easy for me. I saw this shit. I was like, there's no way I'm going to choose Watchmen. Like, that's not mid-sized. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that, 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 that motherfucker, like... I'd say people love... Like, people love hate to love that movie. Love to hate. Love to mm-hmm. hate. Hate to love. Like, it's definitely a tale of... Like, that movie's a tale of two fans. The Sucker Punch... People just hate this shit. I'm gonna get the rating out of the way right now. This motherfucker is a six. You know, Sucker Punch was the movie that turned me off to Zack Snyder. Really? Like, I watched, I saw Watchmen, and I really liked it. I, yeah. I saw 300, and it, like, 300 really wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. It, the way the way he did it, I didn't really like. But Watchmen, I loved. And then I saw Sucker Punch, and I was like. Is that, that that moment in fucking Family Guy where Peter just stands up, done, and walks done. out? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I like, don't blame you. Like it to such an extent that when he was announced for Man of Steel, and you know the DC stuff, my mind went was like, oh, really? I don't want to see Jenna Malone as Lois Lane, man. <laughs> it's like. I, I don't want to see, yo, I'm supposed to be fucking, Superman's supposed to be faster than a fucking speeding train and a bullet and all this shit, but I don't want to see him flying so slow to show that, like, nah, fuck that shit, man. Nah, fuck that shit, man. I tell, I tell you, I, I tell you what Sucker Punch did do, though. Like, <laughs> I think our Breslin is pretty tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Not no, not 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 gonna lie there. Um, isn't there someone else in this movie? Isn't like fucking um. I think Vanessa Hudgens is in it. Vanessa Hudgens, no, the 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 bad guy, the bloke. Oh, it's not Abigail Breslin. It's Emily Browning. And so even then, I was I was, mm. I was wrong. I thought, ah, oh, shit. Oh, that's a shame. The one good <laughs> thing I thought this movie had, it didn't even have. Oscar Isaac is in this movie. He plays the guy Fucking that runs a. the building. Mm-hmm. 
I remember, I remember, like, like, like they'll have to gang up and 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 kill him. But like, this is a fuck. Like this cast is ridiculous. Scott Glenn, Oscar Isaac, John Hamm, Carla Gugino, Jenna Malone, Vanessa Hudgens, Abby Cornish, Jamie Chung, and Emily Browning. Holy shit! Yeah, no wonder this movie sucked. Um, can't just put all these people together and expect it to work. It, one yep. win, eleven nominations. Uh, what was what was your? Oh, oh, this is bad. Oh, this is this movie like eighty-two million budget. I uh -huh. don't think you want to know what uh, what the what this box office is, bro, because this is the box oh, office no. now. Like so, oh. eighty-nine million. Box office? Yeah, overall global box office is eighty nine million. Jesus, this movie sucks. <laughs> if I'm Snyder, I'm rage, rage, fucking rage. <laughs> this movie was a flop for a long time, bro. I bet you what made this. I bet you what made this. What made this movie like sort of come back? Was I'm pretty sure a couple of years ago, eighteen nineteen, there was talks of a remake or a sequel, or like a Jen mm -hmm. a Jenna Malone pre a Jenna Malone led prequel, and I think that's what led. Holy shit! The meta score is thirty three. It gets worse. I I like I've seen some low meta scores. This this shit is bright red. <laughs> it is staring me in the face. Holy crap. <laughs> Fucking A. Yeah, bro, my blockbuster at like it also went that good, man. Like there's a there's a quote unquote good version of the movie, but that's not the one I had to go with. That 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 one wasn't the blockbuster. And I like, should I just yeah. get this over should I just get this over and done with? I'm more excited for what your go blockbuster for it, is. Mine is Batman vs. Superman. All right. This motherfucker Damn. sits. Ouch. This motherfucker sits at six point four. So this motherfucker sits mm -hmm. on the same level as Pain and Gain, a a a Batman versus Superman mo like movie, taken from the Dark Knight Returns. Like there, like the whole Batman versus Superman fight was ripped from the Dark Knight Returns. Zack Schneider yep. pissed all over it. Because he decided to add some connection with names of mums. Why did you say that name? So, so fucking so stupid. stupid. So stupid. Give and it's it boggles my mind. I don't know. Who... After hearing about Sucker Punch, <laughs> Warner Brothers is like, yeah, this is the guy we can trust with these keys. No. This motherfucker fleeced Warner Bros. Fucked off and is now fleecing Netflix. Did that shitty zombie movie that is getting two spin-offs and had a prequel about safe like there was basically a glorified Ocean's Eleven. Jesus. Netflix is out here thinking, why didn't we watch Man of Steel before we gave this money this motherfucker <laughs> all this money? And Batista? To the point where Batista's mm -hmm. like yeah, maybe I need to do more research in like who I work with. <laughs> yeah, but it's like oh, I forgot where I forgot where I was. Give I don't know who voiced Superman in um 
uh, in the Dark Knight Returns. I've, is is it Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Returns Part One? Because Part Two is the Joker. So yeah, yeah, it's Dark Knight Returns Part One. I don't know who, but I know Peter Sellers is Batman, because if you've read the comic, if you've seen the animation, you know the couple of lines of, "I want you to know that when my hands are wrapped around your throat, that I am the one man who beat you." All Zack Schneider had to do was give Ben Affleck that line after using a like some form of kryptonite. Don't you didn't have to use Green Arrow. Although I was definitely in the boat of motherfucking Steve Amell is waiting in the wings, ready to play this motherfucker one one armed, with long with yep. long grey hair. Give give me that, and I knew yep. DC was gonna shit all over the CW when they didn't do this, and I was like they decided to do the Flash. I was like I feel sorry for Grant Gustin because he's my Flash. Same, but I was like I know they're gonna do like this version of Bruce Wayne is a bit of a playboy like he's m mad with like computers and shit so he knows how to get he knows how to get his hand on kryptonite so i knew he was going to do some form of like kryptonite gas or some some form of like bullshittery but i was like when i didn't hear those hallowed lines i was like yeah this fight is bullshit and then you've got like the whole the the origins of the tell me do you bleed i was like no because neither of them are women like, <laughs> I need to remove that bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this uh, this motherfucker's box office is a clean two hundred and fifty million. Somehow, this movie has grossed eight hundred and seventy-three million, not eight hundred and seventy-three dollars. Although I wouldn't have been surprised if it was eight hundred and seventy-three dollars. Eight hundred and seventy-three million, but no, because. Like, if I want it, you know, I could have done Batman vs Superman, the Ultimate Edition. Yeah. Which actually, for me, I love the Batman Superman version of Ultimate Edition. Same. I so love, much better. I love the Zack Schneider cut of Justice League. Yep. Like, the, these these DC recuts have been, go, have, have been doing well. To the point where people are even asking, is there one for the newly released Flash? But Andy Muschietti said there is, but the version of the movie you got is actually better than that. Which is surprising because not a lot of people have liked that Flash movie. Uh, unfortunate. Nope. I did. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. I definitely, I definitely like. I enjoyed the movie, and I remember, but I, but there was this moment walking out of it where I fell into this like really, really random but deep depression. Oh damn! Why? Where I was like, because watching it, I was like. They're doing all these things. They're setting all these little things up. It's not going to matter. Uh, Nothing yeah. that happens in this movie in the grand scheme is going to matter. So I just spiraled, dude. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I walked bro. out of that movie so depressed. Oh, no, bro. <laughs> you still got Aquaman 2. That's going to be a movie. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a movie. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For some reason, releasing on Christmas Day, which is just... Two thumbs up from Warner Bros. Well done. Yep, because I they know, like, they, know what, they know what they're doing. Because <laughs> why spend time with your family on one of the, you know the biggest holidays ever? Like, I, I get, I get, I get NFL. NFL is welcome on Christmas Day, mostly because 
most of the people that follow NFL have more of a family celebration thing going on in Thanksgiving. Yeah, there's more of a family connection with, you know, with football as well. Yeah, it's 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 sports. NFL's been here. Movies have not, um, especially not on this particular day. Especially I'm, fucking. I don't think even cinemas are open in the UK on Christmas Day. If they are, it has to be something special. So definitely not mm-hmm. for Aquaman oh, two. <laughs> but yeah, like if you think about it, like I, I, I am because Batman vs Superman: The Ultimate Edition is separate on IMDb. So this yeah. this money made here was for Batman vs Superman: The Theatrical Cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm impressed of like of how much hate this movie. Like I imagine people hate watched this movie. Because like that is, that is a lot of money. I and like how how can you like, oh I hate this. I'm gonna pay to watch it again. Is the stupidest fucking thing to me. <laughs> I think I just about saw this once in the cinema. The second time I ever That's... saw this movie, it was the ultimate edition on my Xbox, or like oh, at four uh, on four K. That's what made me rewatch this movie. Like watching it 4K, watching the Ultimate Edition. Yep, it's it's so different. It's so much better. It makes more sense. I mean, it's still there's still the stupid Martha thing, but like there's, yeah, it's there's no there was no. I wish I'm pretty sure there was a way of getting around that, but you know, obviously that path was not taken. I mean, I know you, you like you said you you said you like. You know, you had your Man of Steel thing. I, I'm in the boat. Like, I love Man of Steel. Henry Cavill for me is a great Superman, but this, this was a bad, this was a bad rendition of Batman vs Superman. And we're forgetting one thing yeah. that this Batman vs Superman fucking had. Oh, you, you like think about it hard. You know where I, you know where I'm about to go with this. Who they casted as a certain role, and turned out not to be that role, but the son of that person. Oh. Oh, Eisenberg? Fucking Jesse Eisenberg. The red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't actually understand, like, Scoot McNary's character if you've only ever seen the the theatrical cut. This motherfucker is like a cripple who just explodes and Superman Superman couldn't see it. But in the Ultimate Edition, you, you're you told that his chair is lead-lined. He was injured in one of Superman's original savings. Like, he has, mm-hmm. like the cops raid his house, the, the, and they see the whole the bomb shoot. Battle of Metropolis, shoot. right? Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was yeah. like, why didn't this make the theatrical cut? Like, the biggest thing of this movie is that, like, the Supreme Court becomes the non supreme court yep. <laughs> the unsupreme the unsupreme supremely dead court um <laughs> i was like but you watch the movie the theatrical cut all you remember from that is um granny uh, granny's peach tea yep. <laughs> putting a jolly rancher in that dude's mouth <laughs> So, weird. so stupid. So stupid. So, so stupid. So stupid. Then this movie uh, leads into, 
But without Batman vs Superman, we won't get what is considered one of the best DC movies of all time. Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, sure. perfect casting. Patty Jenkins oh, yeah. knocked out of the park, and then we got Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman eighty four. Eighty four. Yep. Bro, what is Michael Bay's box office? I'm done with DC for the uh, for the time being. I'm de- right. I'm depressed so, enough. <laughs> so for blockbuster, like I said, is there's so many to fucking choose from because that's this predominantly what this it, fucking like, yeah. That's predominantly like this predominantly what this fucking guy does. But for my money, I think his best and still most enduring blockbuster is the OG Transformers. OG Transformers. The more I think about it, that fucking movie is my childhood, bro. Hey, mommy! Come over here, I'll bust your head, bitch. I love those lines. Driver, don't pick the car. Car pick the driver. That line is so good. They reused it for a trailer for Bumblebee. Yep. That's yep. how pivotal that line is to Transformers as a whole. It is my it boy is so good. Bernie Shia LaBeouf fucking makes... Mac. Shia LaBeouf is so good in this movie. Megan Fox is good in this movie. The whole cast. John Turturro's fucking hilarious like and, hey, oh, hey kid man. you ever see gunfire the okay corral no a lot of people died <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's so good on <laughs> honestly for me michael bay wins with transformers alone yeah i don't yeah, even no, give a shit yeah. i don't even give a shit about the box office the budget the score it is better than 300 it Double is God, sucker punch and Batman vs Superman. No one is gonna look fondly in those movies in a couple of years' time. Here we are, nah. like we were in the generation of Kevin Smith tried to shit on this movie in Clerks Two, and he had to eat a shit sandwich because this movie rocked. Well, he I don't think he was shitting on. The Transformers movie because it hadn't come out yet. No, he was just they... shitting on the Transformers as a whole. Oh, I thought that they were talking about like the live action. They're yeah, they talked live action Transformers that's coming out. Yeah, they talked about it like coming out, but they hadn't talked, but it hadn't come out. So like all those bits with Randall, he was just shitting on the cartoons. Yeah. Randall, say what you want about Jesus, but leave the Transformers out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Say all you want about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the budget of the movie is 150 million. Okay. Which, pretty, pretty big budget. Pretty big and budget. And the return was about a little, a little over um, 700 million. I thought you were about to say 70 million. Then I was like, yo, what? <laughs> no, no, 700, 709 700. million. It. And we're talking 2004? 2007. Yep. I'm trying to decide whether or not that's good. I th- I think it's I think it's okay for, for the time. Like I mean, a, a year before is three hundred with sixty five million to almost five hundred like sixty five million budget, almost five hundred million box office. 
But it's a return. I mean, obviously, it's it's a return. It, I mean, it, 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 it's definitely it definitely made three hundred. Got one more profitable. movie. Transformers, you know, is yeah. still going. So on. So just so we have it, rating on IMDb, seven out of ten. Yeah. Deserved. Absolutely deserved. Yeah. So that is like Transformers is a good seven out of ten. But with my nostalgia vision that I currently have for some childhood things, like, you know, maybe give it like seven seven out of ten with an asterisk. Sometimes it might be an eight. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I think just because of the way we we explicitly said, I think we're going to give this one to Michael Bay. We got. To, I think we give this one to Michael Bay. But I definitely, I definitely like, I definitely like this format. It's definitely a fun way of kind of knocking out directors and talking about their stuff in a different light too. All right, everybody, remember to like, rate, subscribe, share us, let us know. Do you think Michael Bay or Zack Snyder? Who's better? And uh, we will catch you on the flippity flip. Bye. Join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the scripts. I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weakness calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.